Welcome to ABC, Abergavenny Baptist Church, building faith and friendship. Well, today is Pentecost Sunday. And uh, it's the day when we remember and celebrate how God poured out His Holy Spirit on the first followers of Jesus. And so, after Jesus had died and resurrected, he appeared to his first followers. And he said to them, in Acts, which is the next slide. Great. It's going to work eventually. There we go. So he says to them in Acts, Jesus has just died, he's resurrected, he's reappeared to his first followers. And he says to them in Acts chapter 1 and verse 4, Do not leave Jerusalem. But wait for the gift my Father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Fifty days after Jesus' death and resurrection, God pours out His Holy Spirit upon the first followers of Jesus. And they are filled with the Holy Spirit. And they start speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit enables them. As a result, a crowd gathers around them in amazement as they wonder what this could possibly mean. Some, however, made fun of them and accused them of being drunk. And this gives Peter the perfect opportunity to explain the gospel, the good news about Jesus. And the gospel is essentially about God's love for us. Now you don't have to be a sociologist to realize that the world is not as it should be, as it ought to be. With so much injustice and inequality, with corruption and selfishness, with natural disasters and global warming, and ultimately decay and death. And the essence of the problem is human selfishness and corruption. Humans have turned their backs on God and decided to be a God to themselves. But God so loved the whole cosmos that he was not prepared to leave it in the mess that we had created. God so loved us that he came to us in the person of Jesus to show us a better way to live. How to be truly human. God so loved us that he died for us to deal with our corruption, our guilt and shame, our baggage. And on the cross, Jesus defeated evil, sin, and death itself. And three days later, He rose from the grave to give us a foretaste of the new life, the eternal life that He now offers. And when Jesus returns, 
the whole cosmos will be restored and renewed. There will be no more injustice and inequality. No more corruption and selfishness. And ultimately, no more decay and death. For the old order of things will have passed away. But the real question is, how do we respond to this good news about what Jesus has done for us? After Peter had the opportunity to share the gospel with the crowd that had gathered around on the day of Pentecost, they essentially asked him that question. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 37, we read, When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied in verse 38, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. How should we respond to this good news about what Jesus has done for us? Peter tells us to do three things that are intimately interconnected. Repent. Be baptized. Receive the Holy Spirit. Firstly, Repent. Now, repentance sounds like such a negative word. But we need to understand repentance. You need to understand the link and the connection between repentance and faith. They are like two sides of the same coin. You can't have repentance without faith. In Mark chapter 8 and verse 34... Jesus says, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Whoever wants to save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for me and for the gospel will save it. Now, in order to respond to Jesus' invitation and offer, we need to exercise both repentance and faith. Let me explain. Repentance is turning away from our old selfish way of life, while faith is turning towards and starting to follow Jesus' selfless way of life. So that's what Jesus means when he says, deny yourself and take up your cross. What he's talking about is dying to your old selfish way of life. That's repentance. And then when he says, come follow me, that's faith. Secondly, baptism. Now, it's impossible to separate baptism from faith repentance. For within the New Testament, there is no such thing as an unbaptized 
Christian. When you put your faith into Jesus, Jesus doesn't say, will that be with or without baptism, sir? And when the crowd asks Peter, what must we do to be saved? Peter doesn't say, well, you need to repent. And if you would like, after a number of years, after careful consideration and with a clear conscience, if you want, you can be baptized. You see, faith and baptism, or faith and repentance and baptism are interconnected. For Baptism is our proclamation of faith and we express our faith through the waters of baptism. Baptism, of course, we're going to go down into the water as if into a watery grave. It symbolizes Joshua's death (laughs) to his old... Selfish way of life. His repentance. And when he comes up out of the water, it symbolizes his new birth into a whole new way of selfless living, following Jesus, his faith. Baptism is a dramatic public proclamation that we are followers of Jesus. So similarly, baptism symbolizes our unity with Christ, with Jesus. As Victoria read earlier in Romans chapter 6 and verse 3 and 4, Paul writes, Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Baptism is our way of saying that, yes, Jesus died for me. Yes, Jesus rose for me. And it's God's way of saying, yes, you are forgiven. Yes, you are joined to me. You are reconciled with me. You belong to me. Baptism is the Christian's way of nailing our colors to the mast and saying we are followers of Jesus. We belong to Jesus. We are united to Jesus. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 13. For we were all baptized by one spirit into one body. Now the word body in that context is clearly referring to the body of Christ, the body of Jesus. Which has two reference points. One, it's speaking about Jesus himself. But secondly... It's talking about His body, the church. When we are baptized, we are symbolizing our commitment and our unity to Jesus, but we are also symbolizing our commitment and our unity to the body of Jesus, His church. 
Within the New Testament, there is no such thing as a Christian who does not belong to a local church. You see, it's simply impossible to be committed to Jesus and not be committed to His body, the church. And therefore, baptism symbolizes that we have been reconciled, we have been united with God. But it was also a ritual of initiation into the church. It's part of being a member of a local church. Baptism, quite naturally, also symbolizes being cleansed. It's like taking a bath and having all your sins washed away. Ananias uh, says to Paul in, in Acts chapter 22 and verse 16, What are you waiting for? Get up, be baptized, and wash your sins away, calling on his name. Baptism symbolizes the fact that we have been forgiven and reconciled to God. This, of course, brings us to the last element, which is receiving the Holy Spirit. Which, of course, is intimately connected to baptism and faith repentance. Baptism is often referred to as a sacrament, which means it's an outward and visible sign of an inward and spiritual grace. In other words, baptism symbolizes what the Holy Spirit has already done within us, or is still doing within us. For it's ultimately the Holy Spirit that connects us and joins us to Christ and His church. It's the Holy Spirit that ultimately cleanses us from all sins and gives us new life. As Paul writes in Titus chapter 3 and verse 5, He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. Baptism symbolizes what the Holy Spirit has done for us through our faith in Christ. And as such, baptism has this twofold commitment. It symbolizes our commitment to God in response to His great love for us expressed in Jesus. But secondly, it also expresses God's commitment to us for He gives us His Holy Spirit. Baptism symbolizes that God's Holy Spirit is present with us. And as such, it is each believer's personal Pentecost. So this leads us to Josh. Josh has put his faith in Jesus. He has received the Holy Spirit. He has been forgiven and reconciled to God. He has been united with Christ and His church here at Abergavenny. 
And today, he is publicly going to be declaring that and his commitment to following Christ through the waters of baptism.